Welcome to Virtual School Assembly. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen. I'm a productivity speaker, author, and classroom teacher. Here at Virtual School Assembly, I interview Hollywood celebrities, professional athletes, Olympians, speakers, and educators who share messages of inspiration, education, and hope to better prepare you for an ever-changing and uncertain world. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Virtual School Assembly. Today, our guest is Grant Baldwin. Grant is the author of The Successful Speaker and founder of The Speaker Lab, a training company for public speakers. He's also the creator and host of The Speaker Lab podcast and has coached thousands of speakers. He's been regularly featured in national media, including Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, and The Huffington Post. He lives near Nashville uh, with his wife and three daughters. And Grant, we're so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate you letting me be here. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, I've actually followed your work for a long time uh, because as a public speaker, I love your podcast and, and mm-hmm. the value that you provide there. But what I'm most interested in talking about today is your life as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. A lot of kids don't think of being a speaker as an entrepreneur, but that's when you're running your own business as a speaker. Mm-hmm. And I know it started out a little different for you. So let's go back to kind of your beginnings as a youth pastor and, and talk about kind of what you did after high school as you transitioned into the warping world. Can you just kind of walk us through that? Yeah. So in high school, I was really involved in my local church and my youth pastor had a big impact in my life. And, and that really resonated with me. I was like, I want to do that. Like that was the thing that was, that was kind of, I, I was on the path to do. And so uh, went to Bible college and then eventually worked at a different church as a youth pastor and, and had a lot of opportunities to speak. And so speaking was one of those things that um, came, came naturally to me. felt like I enjoyed it. felt like I was decent at it. Uh, and I wanted to do more of it. And so then I started kind of looking around and like, is that, is that a full-time thing? Like I think for a lot of students, you know, you, you, you are good at something or you're intrigued by something, but it doesn't seem like a, like a viable career. It doesn't seem like something that you commonly hear about. And so that's where I started kind of looking around to see like, are there other people doing this? Like I didn't, I didn't see this on the menu in school. And so uh, I met a couple of guys who are, who are speaking full-time and, and doing kind of what I wanted to do. And started kind of like learning from them and stalking them and picking their brain and doing anything possible to the point where I eventually learned a few things and started booking a few gigs and eventually was able to turn that into a, a full-time career. And I think that that is um, uh, incredibly important for any student to be thinking through is look for people who are, you know, a couple of steps ahead of you in terms of uh, what it is that you want to do. Because I think like, especially in this day and age, there's so many more options that are available that are not, are very like non-traditional paths, you know? So historically, like if we go back to our, you know, our parents or grandparents or whoever, you know, it's kind of like, you could be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or work in the factory. And like, that was kind of the extent of it, right? You got, here's these 10 options and that's it. But now, I mean, there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of opportunities that exist in the world uh, of, of ways that you can earn a living and that you can, you can, you can do something. Uh, and so I tell, I tell, I've, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Um, and we have three daughters. And so I tell my daughters all the time, like, um, we, we all have to work. We all have to do something. We all have to make a living. Like, wouldn't you rather do something you enjoy? Like, I, I genuinely enjoy what it is that I get to do. There, there's far too many people who live life where it's like, you know, thank God it's Friday to, oh God, it's Monday. And just like, that's just a horrible way to live life. We all got to work. So let's do something we enjoy. And so for me, that, that centers around speaking. And so for a long time, it was speaking as a full-time speaker and traveling around. And I did a lot of school assemblies and uh, conferences. And now I do a lot on the uh, teaching and training, working with other speakers helping them understand how they can they can share their message with the world now as a school teacher traditionally and historically we've taught kids 
to go into these tracks so they could get traditional jobs as a doctor, yep. as a teacher. And that requires four years of college or more. And, and it's kind of a, a set track. Now, your life as a speaker and as an entrepreneur obviously doesn't follow that same kind of track. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty in that. And, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of um, training and education that doesn't, you know, you're not paying tuition for it necessarily, but you do have to learn certain skills. What was that like for you having that uncertainty as a speaker and how did you acquire those skills? Yeah, I think um, uh, the, the idea of having uncertainty um, is, is something that's going to be the case just in, in life in general, right? So what I mean by that is as an entrepreneur, um, I like being in control of my own destiny. I like being the one that's responsible. I don't want to be at the whim of, you know, another company or an organization. Like I want to feel like whether something is a huge success or a massive failure, I want to feel like uh, I, I at least had something to do with it or I had control over it versus like uh, it's completely out of my hand, right? And so I think the idea that like, um, well, if you're an entrepreneur, you have a lot of uncertainty, but if you're an employee and you have a traditional job, then you don't have as much uncertainty. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case. You know, there are, just because you have a job doesn't mean you're guaranteed a job. You can certainly lose that job. You could be downsized. You could be transferred. You could be uh, let go. Um, there's any number of things that could happen. And in fact, uh, you know, as we're recording this, we're kind of in the thick of, of what's happening with, with COVID. And I think that's really brought to, to light for a lot of people that are like, I've done all the right things. You know, I, I checked all the boxes and we've, you know, we've all kind of heard some stories of that. Maybe students that may be watching this, maybe this has happened to your parents of they did nothing wrong. And yet because of these outside situations and circumstances of what's happened, they lost their job or their job was dramatically affected. I've, you know, friends and family who that's happened to them who like through no fault of their own. It's just this crazy situation that, you know, has never happened in the world. All of a sudden this happened and now all of a sudden they are dealt with a lot of uncertainty that they didn't, that they weren't responsible for. So I feel like whether you're working in a job or you're working as an entrepreneur or whatever it is that you do, you're going to deal with uncertainty and that's just part of it. And so it kind of, kind of reminds me of this, like, I remember this analogy um, that, that life is kind of like driving a car at night. When you're driving a car at night, you can only see a few feet in front of you, right? But you can, you can drive hundreds or thousands of miles that way, right? So at this moment, for every, everyone that's watching this right now, you know, you really just know like a few feet in front of you, you kind of have an idea of what today looks like, what maybe tomorrow, the rest of the week looks like, kind of have a little, I have a rough idea of what, you know, a couple of weeks from now, but like, what does what a couple months from now, what does a couple years look like? Like we have no clue, no clue whatsoever, right? But you can make the entire journey that way. And even though you can't see that far ahead, there is, again, that uncertainty, but that, that's part of it. Like that's part of life. And so I think there's absolutely like the, a sense of like learning to embrace that, learning to recognize that like that's, that's the way life is, you know? Uh, and so the more we can learn to like mentally and emotionally manage that and recognize like I'm not an, I'm, I'm ultimately with whatever I do, I'm, I'm not in control and there's going to be uncertainty and you're not guaranteed success. You're not guaranteed squat, uh, that you still embrace that as that's part of the fun. Like that's part of the challenge of it versus, versus like, you know, I just knew how life was going to play out for the, you know, for the next 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Like that's kind of boring, you know, like I, I, I like the uncertainty of knowing I, I got to keep working. I got to keep earning uh, what I have and not that something's just been given to me. Right. Now, some of us like boring. Some of us like knowing what's coming up, but, <laughs> sure, but, sure. but you're a little different there, Grant. Now, 
that's that's great to hear from you. However, I think also you've just been really successful in the things that you've done. So when we look at your speaking career, when we look at your speaking business, and even your life as an author, you've had incredible success. What is it that made it so that one, you had that success? Um, and I mean, as we're working through this uncertainty, you'd never written a book before your first book. You'd never run a business before your first business. What gave you the courage to kind of pursue those things and, and to plunge forward? Well, I'll give you a couple of thoughts here. So uh, one would be, uh, there's two types of regret in life. Okay. There's the things that we did that we wish we hadn't done. And we all have our fair share of those that we don't want to talk about. Right. But then there's also the side of the things that we didn't do that we wish we had tried. And for me, when I started kind of thinking through, like, I'm interested in speaking. I think I could be a speaker. I kind of want to give a shot. I want to give this a shot. I want to make a run at this. Mm -hmm. It kind of was a sense of like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back and be like, I think I could have made that speaking thing work, but I'll never know because I didn't try. And so that was a big thing that was kind of nagging at me, feeling like I, I would rather give this a shot and have it be like a complete train wreck and a complete colossal failure. And no, at least I gave it a shot versus getting to the end of my life and be like, man, I, I really wish I, I would have done that. And so that was a big thing on my radar whenever it came to speaking. I would also say, and I think it's easy, especially in this day and age for, you know, like with social media and, and um, how much of our lives are lived online that uh, we, every single one of us, we want to show the highlight reels. Like we want to show like, Hey, look, this is my resume. Look at all, look at all this good stuff that it, like the, the stuff that you see, like if you're watching sports center, if you're a sports fan, you're watching sports center or something, they're showing the home runs. Like they're showing the game winning baskets. They're showing the, you know, the touchdowns, like they're showing the, they don't show the interceptions. They don't show the strikeouts. They don't show the fumbles. Like they don't show that stuff, you know? Um, Cause that's the stuff that, that every, every person, every human has, but it's not like we're, we're showing, you know, actively showing like, Hey, look at this. Here's how I screwed up yesterday. Huh? Pretty proud of that one. Like nobody's talking about that, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So anybody that you look up to, you admire, you respect, you're like, ah, oh, they have their whole life figured out. I promise you they do not. And so like, um, I, you know, I think we've had some level of success as an entrepreneur, but there's plenty of days where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm, I am, I, I tell people all the time, like I am no different than any other entrepreneur in that. I'm making it up as we go, like everybody else. Like we have plans and we've done a good job and we try to execute on things, but there's still plenty of days where you're just like, um, boy, I, I, I don't know what I don't know. And we also have the same doubts and insecurities and fears and worries. Um, and I think again, like I was, I was kind of touching on earlier, is so much of, of life and so much of the entrepreneurial journey is just learning to like mentally manage those and realize this is part of it. Um, but learning to uh, accept that and embrace the unknown rather than just, just um, um, uh, trying to get rid of it. Right. Now you've touched on a few of these things already, but I'd like to go through some of the pros and cons of, of running a business as a young CEO and business owner. Um, you've already had a lot of experience with, with some of the great things that come from having a successful business, but obviously you've also had your challenges. Can you just walk us through some of the things that maybe you didn't anticipate before you started that, have really been challenges in starting and then growing a business? Well, one of them, I'd say definitely for most people is going to be financially, um, because one of the things that people gravitate towards uh, when it comes to a job is just the week to week, again, kind of quote unquote uncertainty that mm -hmm. I know what my paycheck is this week. I know what my paycheck is next week. I know as long as I don't screw things up that six months from now, I have a pretty good idea what my paycheck is going to be. And so it just allows us just to kind of like plan versus like, as an entrepreneur, um, there are 
there are weeks or days or months where you're like, wow, we made a lot of money today. That was a really good day. And days you're just like, well, I wonder what we're going to feed the children. You know, it's just like every day is different and you have these massive highs and lows. Right. And so there's, there's no guarantee. And so I remember, uh, I remember early in my, my speaking career, I was having lunch with a good friend and, and, um, uh, he was kind of asking, uh, we were kind of talking about the entrepreneurial journey and, and he was thinking about doing his own thing. And I was like, listen, right now, you know what your paycheck is for this week. You know what it's going to be. I have no idea what mine's going to be. Right. Um, now I have some, some idea of, of like, okay, I know where we have coming in and what we have going out. But at the same time, like you, you're just not, you're not guaranteed that. So every day you have to, you have to earn it. You have to work for it. Um, and so that, that also like, keeps you, keeps you invested, keeps you motivated and driven versus like, um, uh, I, again, I think it, it could be easy for some people, like, um, depending on the nature of the work and the company, just be like, I just, I know I'm going to get paid on Friday. And so I can coast, I can go through the motions. I don't care about this job. I don't care about this company. And so, um, like it's as an employer who employs several people, it's important for me to make sure that the people that work for me, like they're, it's more than just a check, but like they, they're invested in what we're doing. They're genuinely passionate about, uh, the people that we serve and, and how we help other people. Uh, and that's a big responsibility for me is to make sure that I provide that type of opportunity. So I don't, th- I would also say like, I don't think everybody has to be an entrepreneur. You know, there's plenty of people who are great people who love what they do, who have a great job. Like I would say that the, you know, a lot of the people that work, um, that work at our company, they love what they do. Like they don't necessarily want to do their own thing. Like they're like, I really, really like working here. I like, well, the people that I get to work with, um, the other thing with being an entrepreneur is I have to wear a lot of different hats. There's a lot, like all the things I'm responsible for versus, you know, um, people on our team, like I'm really good at this one thing. So all I get to do is focus on this one thing and that's great. Um, or I'm really good over here and all I want to do is focus over here versus like, um, if I said I'm really good at this one thing, but I'm also responsible for these other five things that I just don't enjoy, but like, I got to do them. Uh, and that's part of it. So there's, there's certainly like that side of it, uh, of, of being an entrepreneur that not everybody has to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Like there's nothing wrong with like being a really, really good employee for a company. Yeah. I, I can attest to that. Cause I have my dream job right now as a school teacher, but that doesn't limit what right. I do on the side. Right. So I can still have side totally. hustles and where I'm doing entrepreneurial type things, but I have that steady paycheck. I have yep. uh, the consistency of my job. I know I'm going to see my students from week to week. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there certainly is a middle ground there as well. Um, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, what are some of the best things? What are the things that you love most about running your own business? Yeah, I like the freedom and flexibility. I'd say that that's probably the biggest thing is I get to make my own schedule. So, um, you know, uh, I, I don't have to think about, um, uh, it could be something as, as big as, you know, Hey, let's, you know, let's take a week or two off and go on a trip or go on a vacation or something like that. This past fall, I took a whole month off, um, and turned the keys over to the the rest of the team and and said, I am going to take a month off. You guys got this. I trust you. So having the ability to be able to do that, or so it could be something to that scale, but it could be something as small as, um, you know, I want to, you know, I want to play golf this afternoon. So I'm going to, you know, clear my schedule and play golf, or I want to hang out with the family, or I want to go swimming with the family, or whatever it may be, you know, of just having the freedom and flexibility to do that. Um, cause I think, you know, one of the, here's one thing I don't like about like school. Okay. Um, is that, uh, you know, I think it's, we, we come up in this world where it's like, you know, you go to school Monday to Friday, 
eight to three or whatever it is. And we've done that for years and years and years just because that's the way we've always done it, right? Yeah. And so I remember early on, um, before, so before we started recording, we were talking about um, my, my wife homeschools our daughter. She's been homeschooling them for six or seven years. And so I remember uh, one of the... Uh, one of the first years we were homeschooling them and they were, you know, several years younger and they, they came in one day and said, Hey, if we do tomorrow's work today, does that mean we can play longer tomorrow? And I was like, yes, because that's the way it is for uh, as an entrepreneur, right? right? If that means you want to, you know, um, uh, you know, you want to take a day off, but I mean, you, you, you get to bust a little bit harder the day before you can do that. Like you have, a, you have a choice in that. So I just, I like that. I like being in control of and having that, that freedom and flexibility. Yeah, that's really cool. And and honestly, that is a really difficult thing about the traditional school system. I, I deal with that with my students is, you know, we want to work ahead. We want to do these things so we have more flexibility um, right. in the future. And as a teacher, sometimes my hands are tied. I can't let them do certain things. And, right. and so there there are challenges with that. I do think that being an entrepreneur has really prepared you well for an uncertain world like the one we live in. Uh, as we wrap up here, what would be your advice to kids looking forward where we don't know what this new normal is going to be, but you've learned so many lessons through your life as an entrepreneur. What can you say to maybe help prepare them for an uncertain future? Yeah, I would say kind of going back to that analogy of like driving the car at night, you know, so if we go at the time this recording, if we go back, you know, four, five, six months, um, you know, the idea of having this pandemic that takes over the globe and like sh it shuts down everything and, and it, it, you know, you'd be like, that's, that's for movies, but like, that's not real life, you know? Right. And, and I remember uh, a couple of buddies and I, I remember back in like January, February, we'd be talking and texting and like, do you hear about that? You know, that, that, that disease thing bouncing around, you know, either Asia or it made it to Europe now. Do you hear, oh, they had the first case in New York and, and just like, you think that's going to affect us? Nah, that's not going to affect us, you know? So again, the idea being that going back a few months ago, none of us had any idea that we would be where we are. Um, but here we are. And so part of, um, part of all, all of our responsibilities is realizing, well, it's, you know, it's not the way that I anticipated. It's not the way I planned it to be, but like it, it's, we're in it. Like we're in the thick of it. It is what it is at this point. So, you know, what, what you don't want to do is just kind of stick your head in the sand and be like, well, it's okay. We're going to be back to normal soon. And like, maybe at some point we'll be back to some sense of normalcy, but it's going to take a second. So like, I, I, you don't want to just like, uh, I'm just going to sit on the sideline and wait. Like we, our responsibility is to adapt and to adjust. And, and same thing we've, I've had to do as an entrepreneur. So, you know, teaching and training uh, people how to be public speakers and how to book speaking gigs in a world where speaking gigs are largely not happening, like is presented a lot of real challenges for us. So rather than just saying like, okay, I guess we'll just sit here and wait for the world to resume like that that doesn't work you know so being being um going back to like a sports analogy think about it like you kind of it's like we came into like okay we have a game plan of what we're going to do and now we get to the line of scrimmage and realize oh this the you know the defense or whatever looks dramatically different than we anticipate we, we got to call a massive audible here you know mm -hmm. um and but being flexible enough to, to be willing to to do that knowing that you know i'm driving the car at night um, and, and I didn't see, you know, the construction up ahead or the roadblock or the detour or anything that's going to, I didn't realize that the car is going to break down. Like you don't know any of that stuff and that's fine. You can still make the entire journey that way. So don't, don't feel like you got to have the whole, your whole life planned out again. There, there are moments for me where I was like, man, I'd love to look into the magic crystal ball and know what are the next, you know, two, five, 10, 20 years look like, but like, it's all going to dramatically change. Uh, and so, um, I, I think about, 
there's the the Frozen Two movie. Remember, I got three daughters, so we've seen Frozen and Frozen Two quite a bit. Uh, and and there's the song in there that's like, "Do the next right thing," you know. Uh, and I, I think about that a lot. That that we we don't know how this is all going to play out in terms of COVID. We don't know if there's going to be another pandemic in our lifetimes. We don't know all the things that are going to happen, but just do the next right thing for you without feeling like I need to know the, you know, the whole scheme of, of, of how every single moment of my life is going to play out. Cause you don't. And so uh, it's okay to embrace a little bit of that, that uncertainty. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. Do the next right thing. Grant, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning um, and sharing a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey with us. Um, if kids want to follow you or, or know what you're up to, where's the best place for them to find you online? Yeah, pretty much everything we do is at thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com for anybody who's interested in speaking. I, I will say, I actually had another podcast um, I used to host a couple years ago that students may be particularly interested in. Uh, the podcast is called, How Did You Get Into That? How Did You Get Into That? And so I did, it was about 140 some episodes where I did interviews with people who are just doing interesting, unique sort of things. Again, things that you wouldn't have seen on the menu. And you're going like, how did they get into that? You know, so I interviewed a guy who was a, a professional um, uh, NBA mascot, a, a lady that was a, what's called a cheesemonger. She's one of the top cheese experts in the world. Uh, a guy that was a Lego master builder, one of the top Lego builders in the world. A guy that used to work for Nike and designed Air Jordans, you know? So some of these type of, of jobs and careers, you're like, I, how do you get into that? Like, if I wanted to do that, how would I go about doing that? Um, uh, as well as hearing from some of them and figuring out like, okay, if they could figure out how to make their dream uh, a reality in terms of a career like surely i can figure out mine so um yeah so that go check out that podcast again it's called how did you get into that perfect well thank you so much for spending some time with us today grant it's been awesome thanks tyler thank you so much for joining us today on virtual school assembly if you enjoyed the episode please subscribe on apple podcast or spotify or wherever else you listen to virtual assemblies and leave us a rating and review so we know what you learned and took away from this virtual assembly Videos and show notes are found at virtualschoolassembly.com. And if you're a school leader and you're looking for a speaker for virtual or traditional in-school assemblies, or if you're looking for some teacher training, I'd love to connect with you to see how I can help. You can check out my website at tylerchristiansen.com. Thanks. You are super duper. Let's go out and make the world a better place. Bye-bye.